Hey everybody, this is Professor Ash Singh from the Hyper Accelerator, and you're listening to the Hyper Accelerator podcast. This show aims to help entrepreneurs understand their blind spots and help them improve their chances of startup success. Today's episode is an elevator pitch showdown. We will have a startup founder present their elevator pitch for their startup, and with less than two minutes of preparation, I will attempt to pitch their startup back to them. As the audience, you can let me know if I've embarrassed myself or helped their startup level up. Today, we're talking about Vasco Systems with Tim, who is the founder of Vasco Systems. We'll discuss everything to know about Vasco Systems, which developed a SaaS for merchant ship owners, which not only manages the day-to-day voyages and movements of their vessels, but gives them the ability to view their fuel emissions output before, during, and after their voyages, so they can take appropriate action of reducing CO2 output and helping the planet. Thanks for joining us, Tim. Hi, Tim. Uh, My name is Ash Singh. I'm a Dato uh, in Malaysia. I would love to know about what you're working on, Tim. How are you doing? Hi, Ash. I'm good. Thank you. yeah, so what we are, so Vasco Systems are developing software for emission and voyage management to help reduce the CO2 emitted by ships in the maritime sector. Mm-hmm. So the International Maritime Organization have brought in some pretty tough targets to cut emissions by 50% by 2050. Mm-hmm. So ship owners now who are aware of these changes and can manage and report their emissions will have a, have a huge commercial advantage over those who are playing catch up. So the ability to measure the amount of carbon dioxide produced by each vessel has traditionally been calculated after the event. Mm. So if the ship has bust that emission, um, then it's actually too late to do anything about it. And currently, you know, if this reporting is being done, they actually have to trawl through loads of noon reports, different documentations to make and put it all into a spreadsheet. It's a very manual process and it, it, it takes time. Right. You know, and for example, just to give you some clarity, if each ship, if each ship in the world can reduce one day's fuel consumption, that is the same as wiping out Cambodia's carbon footprint in its entirety. Mm-hmm. So what we've got, so Vasco has developed a software as a service, which not only manages your day to day voyages and movements, yes. but also gives the ship owners the ability to view their emission output before, before the voyage, during the voyage and also after the voyage. So they can actually make take action in reducing that co2 output Mm. and you know the system has been designed to allow the users to create this necessary documentation reporting quickly and easily um, without having to change their current system so it can be as an add-on on top and it's all drag and drop functionality so there's there's a very limited change management understood so what are you looking for what do you need um we're actually looking for an investment of uh, a million dollars um which will give you 20 percent of the company and this will actually be able to double the development team, uh, increase our marketing spend, and basically get, get the system to its full capacity. At the moment, it's a modular-based system. 
So therefore, it, I, we've, we've got the emissions module completed and the reporting and the commercial module. So we need an investment to also complete it, but we can actually start selling those modules now uh, from that point of view. Excellent, excellent. Tim, thank you very much for that. Um, okay. Uh, let's, let's get some feedback for Tim. Let's, let's jump into the chat and let's hear about what uh, everyone is thinking. You know, this is uh, uh, Tim's, um, uh, you know, with Vasco Systems. How was his pitch? What were some of the things that uh, were jumping out to you? Uh, we always like collective feedback. In the real world, we normally don't have the opportunity to kind of dissect and get some, some feedback loops, right? Um, and so, um, so Tim, I, I want to ask a couple of questions on my side, right? Because I'm trying to, yep. uh, you know, I, I suspect that when you're pitching this idea, you're going to be pitching this to, to people that might have an interest in the shipping industry, but might not be uh, be the captains of the boats, okay? You know, um, and, or you might just find people that are in the logistics space that are interested in what you're doing. So my question to you around this is, you know, the CO2 emissions perspective, you know how they have like these uh, reduce it by 50% target, okay? What is the mm -hmm. penalty for not being uh, in line with that? Like, do you get what I'm saying? I'm trying to, in your pitch, I was trying to understand yeah. how big of a problem this is for a typical um, uh, person that's, you know, moving these large vessels, right? What is that problem, right? The problem is at the moment, it's still a new regulations that they brought in. And what's happened is the IMO paired up with a, with uh, uh organization that actually has something called the sea cargo charter and also the poseidon principles and that's actually by the signatories who are actually these are the people who are, are making these companies accountable sure. so the accountable people are basically your for the sea cargo charter that's the cargo movements so they're the people who are moving the oil moving the coal they yeah. therefore have to go within the therefore limits that have been set by the IMO. With regards sure. to penalties yet, it's still yeah. very unknown because what they haven't decided. What, what, what do you think it's going to be to? Um, I will think it will be a tonnage penalty. Uh, and I think they'll be charging probably in the region of three to $500 per tonne over. Okay. okay. Uh, the, the, and that's what they're trying to do. There's other people at the moment trying to put in a carbon tax yeah. voyages so if they are doing it but the reason the problem that ship owners have at the moment is they don't know how to report it before it happens so, so what, if what, obviously they yeah my, my question to you tim is like uh, for me from a, an out because remember I'm, I'm just a dato right i'm a very successful <laughs> businessman and i want to right um what i wanted to know is if we invest in you is this something that is going to be a, a real pain that needs to be solved right like using your software is something that needs to be solved right because it's it's it, you know if it's just a slap on the wrist people are going to just continue to do it and move on right i, I kind of want to understand the ramifications and how bad these penalties could potentially be right when we look at it right because, yeah i mean right? Yes, no, I agree and the, the Poseidon principle basically the signatories are the other banks and the lenders so if this owner is consistently missing these targets, they're not going to be lending any more money. Therefore, they're not going to be able to build their fleet. And that's obviously going to be, they have no business eventually. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's the main pe penalty for the Poseidon principles. Mm. Um, the sea car cargo charter is obviously from a, from a cargo perspective. So the, 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 the financial 
penalty is probably not going to hurt them that much. But in terms of someone like a BHP or a Shell, which, you know, their main corporate climate strategy, which is rife in all of these different companies, they're yeah. obviously going to be seen to be not not adhering to that. Yeah, so that's yeah. going to be an issue, a big issue for them from a corporate social responsibility. Let me ask another question with your platform. Are you able to uh, send like the fact that you are tracking emissions before uh, in real time, as well as after the voyage, doesn't that also bring some um, efficiencies just in terms of, you know, the, the fuel consumption and stuff like that? Yes, I mean, obviously, it's it's how much fuel. At the end of the day, it's how much fuel you are burning, yeah, and that yeah. is what creates how much CO two you are giving into the. There is a conversion that's given. It's every ton of fuel, low sulfur fuel, actually creates three point one one four tons of carbon uh, dioxide. Sure. Therefore, if you know that you're burning too much fuel, you can slow down vessel to burn less fuel and also the other benefit that is if you know you have to do that you're also burning less fuel which means you're not paying for it so you're saving costs on top of that so you're actually having a win-win not only are you within the imos you're actually burning less fuel and it's having that decision ability to make that decision during a voyage instead of saying we finished the voyage now how much did we burn oh we burn too much oh i'm very sorry uh this is where it gives you that commercial advantage huge commercial advantage and the other thing as well which tell tell me about the commercial advantage because i want to know numbers you know as i'm listening to a pitch i always love to hear percentages or something that can spark my interest right when we think about commercial advantage for me i feel like the vasco platform is going to allow me to uh become more efficient in my fuel consumption as well as my as well as my co2 output and so in five to 10 to 15 years when all of the regulations are in place and penalties are being thrown, how much more efficient am I going to be if I'm using your platform? Yeah. I mean, if you think you can save 50 tons of bunkers or or fuel um, per per ship per year, just basically that's a very simple calculation. That's just by literally just saying, okay, each ship can save 50 tons. You know, that's 700, you know, the global average bunker price at the moment in the region of $775. You know, that's nearly around circa $40,000 per ship you're saving uh, a year. And that's going in line with it. I mean, also you've got, you can have that ability to offset as well. So what we've actually done is we've commoditized that CO2. You You can can actually trade it it as well. Yeah, you can share it. I I understand that. So it's around, so using your platform, I mean, just to kind of summarize it again for the, for the layman that's, that might be interested to invest, it's around potentially up to $40,000 per vessel per year. Is that correct? Yeah. So to to, to save. Yes. Save, save just on fuel and, and all that stuff, not to just on fuel alone. The carbon, the, uh, avoiding the carbon penalties. Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so the reason I bring it up is because, you know, when we think about uh, the, you know, the, the pains and the gains, right? Oil prices are still, you know, money is money, right? And at the end of the day, like, you know, some people are going to do this because of the CO2 support. A lot of people are going to do this because it's also a good way to kind of save and, 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 and map these components out, right? So, um, you know, that's my, uh, that, that's my view on it. There is some feedback, you know, keep the feedback coming, guys, in terms of this pitch, right? Um, you know, I believe that this is a, a product that we have as, as entrepreneurs and, and members of the, of the startup ecosystem. We have to support uh, uh, companies like this, Tim. 
we have to be the ones that are going to be able to make that change. So really exciting to see uh, what you're building. I'm going to try to commercialize this a little bit, Tim. I'm going to give you a pitch back, assuming that you are also not in directly involved in the uh, in the space. Okay, um, and um, let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. All right. So I'm hitting the top. You can introduce yourself, Tim, and uh, I will pitch your idea back to you. All right. Over to you. Hi, Ash. My name is Tim Sprague. Um, Elon Musk's love child. I have a boatload of money <laughs> that, uh, oh, okay. that he's paid me to shut up so right. therefore can you please please give me some an investment opportunity so i can give it away oh, 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 all right um <clears throat> tim sorry my, my 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 brain went somewhere else uh, but but uh tim my name is ash singh and i'm part of the vasco systems team as you might know climate change is a problem that is here to stay you look at climate change and we always think about what's happening on the surface of the earth, but we thought about what we can do uh, at the sea level. And for somebody that's been in the industry in the shipping industry over the last 20 years, we feel that there's a lot of improvement with these shipping vessels that are moving from uh, around the world. As you know, these, these, these vessels are, are very old and unlike the cars of today, you know, they are not tracking their emissions before, during, and after they, they finish their voyages. And so Vasco System has created a tool that allows this monitoring capability to uh, be enabled in almost every vessel. And our hope is to set these things up as these new regulations are coming in to help save at least 40,000 US dollars every year per vessel but more importantly, allow the person who is running uh, the vessel to be able to manage, monitor the CO2 emissions, and maybe even potentially trade it if they're saving uh, more than their peers. We think that this is going to be a huge industry as all these regulations come into play, Tim, and I'd love to chat to you more about how we can make this a successful project. We're looking for a million dollars to kind of get our product to the next phase of commercial deployment uh, and would love to have a chat with you over a coffee. Does that make sense, Tim? Yeah, Tim? no, I like, um, yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned the age of the ships. Yes. yes. That, that is a very valid point because obviously yes. the new vessels that they're trying to build at the moment, yes. they're trying to be very green, but yes. there's a big, there's, there's, you know, there's 55,000 ships out there which aren't green. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's the point. Like I, I tried to paint a picture of what's happening on the on the water, Tim, right? What's happening on yeah, the yeah. water? I think we all have this exposure now because of the supply chain issues we've had during COVID. I was trying to paint that picture of these old large vessels and the fact that they are not like your Tesla, where you know you're driving from point A to point B. I tried to draw that comparison. Okay. And sometimes you know, you kind of think about it and you're like, you know, if we have, um, you know, uh, a gauge of the electricity required from point A to point B on a, on a small car, how come we're not doing it for these giant vessels, right? And so connecting those dots was what I was trying to do. And then bring in the fact that this is going to become a major issue, right? I didn't jump into the penalties and the fact that you can be part of the the police officer, right? You know, the carbon police officer with what you're doing. But that's kind of how I see it playing out. 
Okay. And, 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 and the industry, Tim, like I kind of wanted to know how big the, the industry is going to be for these, uh, the, you know, the, you know, the, the, the shipping industry, you know, the, the carbon and, and, and the management of all this stuff, this is going to be a multi-billion dollar industry, right? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Right. Uh, exactly that. And, and you I know, wanna... Cambodia. Want... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, as you say, you know, Cambodia, they're producing about 8 million tons of CO2 per year, which is every ship stopping for one day. I mean, we you could create a movement of, you know, you have the, the turn off the light 24 hours, you could have a, every ship stops for a day. You saved 8 million tons of CO2. Um, Absolutely. Unfortunately, I don't earn money out of that, but that's something that's for the future. <laughs> yes, yes. No, no, I, I hear you. Um, yeah. And so that's that's the that's the view that I have, Tim. I, I want to make sure we we pull these components because I think that it's critical, right, for people to understand yeah. the big picture. But let's put some numbers on that, right? Let's put some numbers about how how big this market's going to be and how you uh, sitting in in Singapore are going to be one of the leaders of, of of this industry as it moves forward as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, yeah. I've got that. Yeah, Tim, it was excellent. Thank you for uh, staying up late for uh, for this session right. <laughs> and, and, and accommodating us. We love what you're doing. We want your success and look forward to the next steps with what you're building. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Hyper Accelerator podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Also, if you are a startup founder, feel free to apply at hyperaccelerator.com. We'd love to hear from you.